Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Positivity is about being proactive not reactive. So you've got a whole spectrum of experience that's in front of you. High highs, low lows, all the middle in between. And positivity is saying, okay, what next? Hi, I'm Miss Danielle, and this is Help a Human Out. Last week, we talked about toxic positivity and people-pleasing with Amy E. Smith. She is a gem. Hopefully, you listened and you got to know her a little bit. I'm actually going to be going on her podcast soon, so stay tuned for that. This week, wow, we got a DM from a helper named Jackie. Hi, Miss Danielle. Thank you for your podcast. No problem. My pleasure. It is one of my favorites, and I am excited to listen every Wednesday. I have a question about self-love. You talk about how your mom always says, if you're going to be your biggest critic, you need to be your biggest supporter. But I really struggle with that. The easiest thing in the world is for me to judge myself. Do you have any advice on how I can work to be my biggest supporter? Listen, Jackie. Girl, I feel this on every level because self-love is hard, especially when we have this little voice, loud, loud ass little voice in our head that is saying nothing but bad things about us. But by now, hopefully you know how this works. Of course, I have an expert for you. Her name is Katie Horwich. She is a writer, a speaker, a mindset coach, an activist. Clearly, she is right up my alley. I I love an activist, okay? She is the founder of WANT, Women Against Negative Talk. Come through Katie. A platform that gives women tips, tools, motivation, and inspiration to move forward fearlessly in their lives by shifting their negative self-talk patterns. Jackie Helpers, please welcome Katie Horwich to the podcast. Hi, Katie. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. I am so pumped to be here. I can't even can't even adequately express. And what a great question. Right? I'm so excited to have you here. Um, I want to just kick it off right away. Why does the voice in our head, why does our inner critic not like us? (laughs) Why doesn't it love us? Why does it say all the dirty, nasty things about us? Well, I mean, here's the thing is that so many of us think that 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 inner voice, that self-talk that all of us experience, that internal narrative that's going on 24-7 that tells us who we are and who we should be as a human walking through the world, um, we assume that if the self-talk is critical or what we deem negative, that we must not love ourselves. We must want the worst for ourselves or think the worst. However, self-talk inherently isn't 
good or bad. It's information. And it's the emotional lens we cast on that information that informs what we do next and next and next and next and next. And there's always something that that voice is trying to accomplish. Mm. And it's trying to accomplish it for your greater good, but it's sort of like maybe a parent or a teacher that you've had in the past who says that you should do a certain thing or take a certain class. And you're like, that's not me. That's not what I want. But they're like, no, 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 this is, this is what you've got to do. Right? Like that voice wants something and they're trying to get something for you. They're just doing it in a way that isn't the most like helpful out in the real world. Right? So maybe that inner critic, the first, the first thing is like figuring out what that information is, like the information of what that inner critic wants. So, okay. So lots of information. So I want to break it down a little bit. One of the things you said, or one of the things I heard you say was we're gathering information. That's what's happening with this inner critic. Our inner critic is saying things, but we need to find the information in it. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if when we talk about lenses and things like that, why is it so hard for the things that we're hearing to be positive first of all? Like, what is that? Like, why is it um, critical so much? Why, why can't we talk to ourselves with love or can we condition ourselves to talk to ourselves with love? Mm. Oh, those are really good questions. I actually. You know, it reminds me of when um, the 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 human who needed helping out today. The way that Jackie phrased her question, I thought was so like two steps ahead of where we usually start to begin with, right? Like she didn't say, "How can I stop being so mean to myself?" She actually said, "Like how can I start to be on my own side?" And that is something that, you know, we see this not just when it comes to our self-talk, but we see it when it comes to our environments, our politics. We live in a, especially in, you know, we're in the States, very westernized way of thinking is like, okay, what am I angry about? What am I fighting mm. against? And which, which I don't think is, is not, I don't think it's not important because it is important, I believe, to know, you know, what does get under your skin, what isn't in alignment. However, when we focus so intently on that and we don't know what we're actually after, when we know what we're fighting against, but we don't know what we're fighting for, that's part of the reason we start to go back to all of the shitty things that we've been saying about ourselves, right? Because it's familiar, you know? Mm. Like, why wouldn't you go back to the thing that's familiar, that you already know how to do, that you already have expertise in if this idea of like figuring out, okay, well, actually, how do I want to feel? What do I want? Like, what does that next step actually look like for me? 
that can be really, really daunting to just jump to. So, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense that we say negative things to ourselves a lot. Because also, side note, as humans, way, way back at the beginning of time, we have, which I, I know you know about, like we have conditioning from, mm. from everything way back in, in like everything now, everything then, everything way back then. Like our brains still tell us that we need to look for danger so that we're not eaten by a tiger out in the woods. Right, Tigers right, don't right. live in woods. Tigers live in jungles. Um, but so the woods, the jungles, eaten, you know, we're following. Yes, totally. Like we're looking for danger. So if we're talking about what that negative self-talk is trying to achieve, like, is it trying to keep you safe? Right. Sometimes you know? it's safety. Absolutely. There's so many things to kind of delve into. So, uh, okay. So I'm thinking about Jackie and I'll be perfectly honest. Okay. I'm not where Jackie is. I'm in a place in my life that's a little bit different. No, that's a lot different. I I have been Jackie. I've probably been multiple phases of my own self, right? Like there was a time where the inner voice in my head was so rude to myself, right? Just so rude. Just no love for me to myself. Just not appropriate. And I remember that. I'm not there now. I am actually in a completely different space. Usually when I start to feel bad about myself, it has nothing to do with me. It's something else that somebody said or like projected onto me. And then I start to be like, Ooh, do I really need to lose some weight or do I need to do this? And I'm like, no girl, like you Mm -hmm. feel good in your own body. Why do you care? You know what I mean? And so like, I, now that I'm here in this space, which it has taken a lot of work and a long time to get here, right? So like, let's just name that. This is, it's not like I woke up one day and I was like, fuck what everybody thinks. You are going to live your life the way you want to. You're going to walk in your truth. That has taken a lot. It took some death. It took um, major life circumstances changing. It took a year like 2020 in a pandemic. It took the murder of George Floyd. It took a lot of things for me to get to this point of, oh no, no, I'm going to live my life this way, right? So Mm -hmm. I think of Jackie and I think of where she is now and where I am now, all I ever want is to help people get here, literally. Because once you taste it, right? I don't know what freedom feels like to everybody, but what I can tell you, Katie, is for me, freedom looks like showing up in every space exactly how I want to. Mm, Yes, 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 yes. That's That's what it feels like to me. It feels like, no longer code switching. It feels like allowing other people to show up exactly how they are in those spaces, even if it makes me uncomfortable, because we all should get to show up in those, in our, in spaces the way that we deserve, who we are, right? And so I want that for everybody. And so this question is so important from Jackie, because I think genuinely everyone wants to get here. We want to get to a point where we're not deeply impacted by what people think, say, want for us. How do we learn to check in with ourselves and value what we think, what matters to us more than what everybody else is saying and more than what that inner critic is saying? Mm, I mean, let's also, before we even get to that, let's acknowledge the fact that you spoke such a deep and 
like, I'd like, I don't like to make generalizations a lot um, because we are all very individual, unique human beings. However, I am yet to meet a person who has gotten to the place where you are or where Jackie wants to be. And it hasn't taken a lot of work. Right. This, this, if you want to get there, it's going to take some time. And at the beginning, it's going to feel unfamiliar and Mm -hmm. uncomfortable because you know what? It is unfamiliar. Like you have not been living life this way. Um, And you're, you're training. We think of, we think of habits in terms of tangible things that we can do, right? We think of habits as far as like, okay, a meditation practice, or I'm going to your movement practice or uh, journaling in the morning. But when it comes to a positive self-image, positive self-talk, that is also a habit to be built. And the thing with positivity that I've found is so important for people to embrace really at the very beginning of this journey of, like Jackie said, being your own biggest cheerleader um, or just the idea of like believing in yourself. Yep. The idea that positivity doesn't necessarily mean you're going to feel good all the time. Amen. Positivity is not synonymous with happiness. Positivity is being proactive, not reactive. Ooh. Oh my goodness. I love it. I love it. Say it again. Positivity. Positivity is about being proactive, not reactive. So you've got a whole spectrum of experience that's in front of you. High highs, Mm -hmm. low lows, all the middle in between. And positivity is saying, okay, what next? Positivity is about doing the best with what you've got right now and the best for what's next. Moving forward instead of reacting to your environment Mm. and taking your cues based on that. Like what you said, because that's something that I think that, you know, you said you, you still, you still deal with it. I still deal with it. I think it's, it's probably a lifelong thing for any human, especially like feely humans like we are. (laughs) Um, You know, if someone says something or states a belief and it has to do with us, you know, those questions do come up of like, well, should I be doing this? Or maybe I am too enthusiastic. Maybe I am too loud. Oh, did I make those people uncomfortable? Acting to be like, okay, well, I'm not going to be enthusiastic anymore. I'm not going to do that. That's, that's being reactive. Being proactive is okay. I have this information of how this person feels about me. How do I feel about me? And how am I going to take both of those pieces of information and move forward with both of those pieces of information simultaneously? Okay, I love that you said that. So many things are popping up into my head. So I once did this um, woman's retreat or other something or other. And while we were there, we had to, I actually wrote about this in my book. We had to make a list of the things we believed about ourselves, right? And then we had to simultaneously make a list of what we believed other people would say about us, right? 
And then the task Ooh. was, right? Let me tell you something. If you want to learn some things about yourself and how you're being perceived, this is a very, very good exercise. But basically, you sat down, you said, okay, here are the things that I know about myself, right? And then you wrote the other list. I know people would say this about me. And then you had to see if those lists overlapped, if they were interchangeable, or if they were completely opposite. Because here's the thing. Who you are, you're going to know who you are. But how you're being perceived is something totally different, right? And I, I will tell you, like, as a, as a Black woman, one of the things I've struggled with a lot is I am so passionate. But so often, my passion is perceived as aggression, right? Um, now, that I can't help that because that is a stereotype. Um, I am loud normally. I don't have, there is no difference between an inside and an outside voice with me. You're going to get what you get. I'm just, natu- <laughs> I'm just naturally loud, right? So I understand that on such a deep level. Thank you, such Katie. Such a deep level. I feel seen and heard right now, love, <laughs> and I appreciate you. But I think that we have to really understand that sometimes we think we know exactly who we are, and that can be true. And also, other people's perceptions have nothing to do with us. Like, we mm-hmm. have to be able to stop and say, like, okay, why, like, like you said, check in with yourself. Okay, I know that this is passion. Why is this being seen as aggression, right? Sometimes it's because of how other people are raised because they don't have those intense mm-hmm. conversations. Again, has nothing to do with you personally, but if you can check in with yourself, if you can start to have those conversations, wait, why am I being perceived like this, right? Why, why, mm-hmm. why are they thinking these things about me? then you can actually start to connect those things. And it, it makes a little more sense mm-hmm. of who you are, where you want to be. And because who I am isn't always who I'm perceived to be. And I actually want those to connect at some point. I want people to see the real me. Right, right. And, you know, that also, that exercise is, is just like so profound and so um, like meaty. Like you want to chew on that yes. for a really long time. And it also brings up, you know, if you're looking at those two lists or, you know, maybe if you're not doing that exercise, but someone you find out perceives you in a certain way, this process of standing by yourself, being true to yourself um, and harnessing that unconditional self-love, because I actually believe that self-love is more of the unconditional variety and it doesn't always equal self-like, which mm-hmm. we can put in a pin in for, for later. Mm-hmm. Um, but it requires this really um, deep level of honesty with yourself, right? So if someone is, if you find out that someone is perceiving you in a way of, it's funny, I was just listening to Glennon Doyle's new podcast. Love, 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 yes. Uh, it's, it's, so good. Um, and she's someone who just, I, I respect her personally and professionally on, on such a, a deep, deep level. And she had a podcast about, I, I think it was her podcast episode about fun and about, she was like, I don't know how to be fun. I'm not the fun parent. And I think that she said to her sister on the podcast that she once found out that someone, another parent at 
her kid's school thought that she was unapproachable. And she took offense to that. She was like, I am unapproachable? And she asked (laughs) her friend, you know, her friend Elizabeth Gilbert, um, not like, you know, another brilliant mind or anything. Oh, yeah. Just just, Elizabeth Gilbert. Just going to eat, pray, Uh, um, pray, love my way out of this one. (laughs) Exactly. Um, No, she asked the, the glorious... Liz Gilbert, um, or said to her, uh, I, I was perceived as unapproachable. And Elizabeth Gilbert said to her, well, do you want to be approached? And she Mm. said, no. And she was like, well, there you go. You know, like a lot of, a lot of us, myself included, sometimes we will hear that we are, or feel that we're being perceived a certain way. And Part of that exercise of full self-knowledge is recognizing what is perception and what actually is true. Yes. You know, and mm-hmm. and and being honest with yourself about, okay, well, then what am I going to do with that information? So in that case of like being perceived as unapproachable, asking, do you want to be approached? You say no, like, all right, well, then you decide what you are going to do with that information. Do you actually want to become more approachable or do you like to not be approached? And there's no shame in either of those decisions. Like whatever you choose to be as the human you are, I believe that there are only three choices. There's yes, there's no, and there's let's see. Mm. Yes, I am this person. No, I am not this person. Let's see if I am this person. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. also important for people to recognize all of us um that we're not going to stay the same so like today this is who I am Uh, right like today uh this is who I am I think sometimes okay you know what Katie let me just it's all coming off I'm struggling right now because I have lived a very public life and Uh I think one of the things that is starting to to not maybe not frustrate me but I have already rectified that I'm not who I used to be, right? I know that. Mm -hmm. In fact, every day I wake up and I hope I'm not the same person that I was yesterday because why should I be, right? Every day should bring me a new lesson. Right. And if I am who I know I am, then I'm trying to learn a new lesson every day, right? So I have already rectified that every day I'm growing, I'm learning, and I'm not 
who I used to be. And I'm, and I'm good with that. What I'm running into is that other people don't seem to be good with the fact that I'm not who I used to be. And so they're clinging to these old versions of me, right? And they want me to be who I used to be for them, or I fit into their life that way. And so now they're like, wait a minute. Well, the you I used to know. Okay, well, the you I used to know too. I'm a whole different me. So I can say that to myself. The me I used to know didn't feel that way. But the me that exists right now in this moment, that's who I am. And so how do we get comfortable with, listen, I'm not going to stay the same. You can't force me to stay in this because people will do that. I mean, how often do Mm -hmm. people say, you've changed? And it's not meant in a positive way, but shouldn't it be the most beautiful, positive statement that you ever hear? Katie, I want you to, I want to see you next week. I want to see you next month. I want to see you a year from now. And I want to be like, Katie, you changed. And I want you to be like, hell yeah, I did. Because we're not supposed to stay the same. So why are we always stuck in these cycles of people wanting us to stay the same and not grow and not expand? I mean, you know, I'm sure that person to person, that is different. Um, But in general, like familiarity, again, Mm -hmm. like we love what's familiar. And that's everything from the restaurants that we go to, the yeah. things we make to di- for dinner, and what we can expect from our loved ones. Mm. And e- maybe even not our loved ones, maybe the people that we follow on social media, we've never even met in person. We've Correct. never actually had a voice-to-voice conversation because I, I, what I'm hearing you say, especially talking about leading a, a very public life, Mm -hmm. is that maybe, sort of like reading between the lines here, is that maybe there are people who have witnessed your very public life and Mm -hmm. they might be expecting you to be that same public person. And you're not, which is amazing because like, if we are not changing, then we're dead. That's literally the only time that we're not changing. And even then, like our bodies are... And even then our bodies are decomposing. So like (laughs) we are changing in some way. Um, But, you know, I think that this narrative around change, first of all, if we can replace the word change with evolve, that switch alone evokes a vision of, like I said before, forward motion. Change can feel drastic. It can feel like it has a negative connotation. Um, it can feel a little bit harsh and it can feel like, well, change, does that mean like we're changing and we're moving back? Like we're moving backwards, um, that it's going in the opposite direction that we want it to. Evolution evokes evolving forward motion, mm. going to what's next in growth. It sounds your like journey. Growth. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And you can grow. If you think of a plant, a plant grows. I'm looking at a plant on my window, on my windowsill right now. It grows in multiple different directions. And there are certain plants that I have in my, my collection of multiple plants as, as one has in an apartment in New York city, because we put as much nature around us as we can. Amen. Uh, Our plants grow in the direction of the sun. 
And our plants want to grow in the direction in which they will be nourished. That changes. That does actually change um, in a neutral sense. It doesn't necessarily evolve. It changes depending on the room that the plant is in, the direction that the window is facing, the way that the sun is, um, is throughout the day, you know, like that changes and the plant is always growing toward the sun. So I think that when it comes to our personal change, if we can start to frame it, even for ourselves as a growth, as an evolution, that we are growing toward what is nourishing us in the moment that alone, before anyone else can accept and then embrace our own change, growth, evolution, mm-hmm. we've got to be able to do that for ourselves. Yes. Because if we're not doing it for ourselves, then we're always going to be looking to someone else to validate that we are growing in the right direction. Okay, so a lot of times on this podcast, I have to stop and run it back because something is said that's so important, so powerful, so empowering, which is huge. Something that you said in helpers, this is this is the asterisk of the episode, okay? What we are going to remember moving forward is that a lot of times change can have a negative connotation, especially when someone says you've changed. We've heard it before. We've all experienced someone who wasn't comfortable with our change, whether that be a new job, success, we're having more kids, we've decided not to have kids, whatever the change may be, okay? We are not taking that in as a negative anymore. When someone tells you you've changed and you can sense that negativity or you can sense that discomfort, we are going to correct them and we are going to say, yes, I've evolved. That is so powerful, Katie. It gives you back your power. It lets them know that, Mm -hmm. hey, one, yeah, I have, and this is how I see it. No one's going to argue with you saying evolution. No one's going to, if someone says you've changed and you respond with, Yes, I'm evolving. They're not going to come back with something disrespectful. Like, how could they, right? You just right. you just set the standard of, I sure am. I'm evolving and I like it, right? And so mm-hmm. I just want to name that and I want to say thank you, Katie, because that is going to be so powerful for so many people. When someone tells you you change and you can sense that that kind of negative connotation behind it, absolutely you have. Be proud of it and come back with, you know what? I sure have. I'm evolving or I've evolved. Mm-hmm. That is, oh my God. Thank you for that. Ooh, Katie, I'm about to, it's going to be everywhere. They're going to be like, oh, you ch- I've evolved, girl. <laughs> I'm just over here evolving. Well, just let me, growing like let the plants. Let me take it <laughs> one, yeah, growing towards your nourishment source. Yes. Um, let's take it one, one step further. And then, and then I'll give maybe a tip for people who are like, oh, but I don't know. I feel like I should still also say other things. First of all, moving forward, so many times we think, or it's framed for us, that moving forward, changing, growing, evolving, is a death of who we once were. Mm. I believe that if we are always growing, we are always building on where we have been, right? We are writing our self-told story throughout our entire existence. So moving forward isn't a death of who you were. It's a rebirth of who you are. Come on, Katie. Yes. Keep going. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just so, in it. I, no, no, it's, it's okay. I, I, I feel so strongly about this because I've been so many so many iterations of 
Katie Horwich. Like mm-hmm. I am, I am getting reborn into who I am next and next and next and next all of the freaking time. And sometimes what ends up happening is, um, see Like even the, the sirens are going off in New York city right now. Like, listen, they life know. happens. There's, they know there, there are big, there are big things happening. <laughs> and when the sirens come on, that's, that's when, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, okay, like, I don't know if I'm necessarily, if I feel comfortable enough yet or confident enough yet to be like, yes, I have evolved. I have not, who I once was has not died. I have been reborn into who I am and who I'm yet to be. If you're feeling like I'm not, I'm not feeling like I'm confident enough for that yet, then maybe what I would suggest is that like, reintroduce yourself to people like give I know people that's a right. reintroduction let them get to know who you are right now let them get to know who you've evolved into and be like hey look I've gone through a lot of stuff and like here's what I've gone through here's what I've learned and here are my new like makes or breaks and and my new boundaries and my new learnings and like isn't this interesting isn't this cool like I I didn't realize that I would become this person but I've met this person and now I want to introduce that person to you as well. Right. And that is such a privilege, right? Because here's the truth, friends. Listen, helpers, as we start to shift and grow, everyone is not going to make the cut. And this is what I mean. I love people. I am a people person. I am, I say hi to everybody I walk to on the sidewalk. I just love people and I, I love that. So when I lock on to a person, I lock on, Right. But as we shift and grow, what we have to be aware of is everyone is not going to shift and grow with us. And that is not a horrible thing, right? Everyone doesn't have to shift and grow at the same rate as us. They're not going to be on the same journey as us, but we don't have to feel bad about it. You have to, I think so often we are so attached to things and people and it's the attachment, right? So like, I, I think back to Jackie who gave us this beautiful question. Jackie, I want to talk directly to you for a second and I, and I want to know, not know, I, I want to push you to think about the things you're criticizing you're about and we, criticizing yourself about. And we're, we're talking about, um, you know, that inner critic and things like that. Like, does it belong to you? Are they things that you mm-hmm. would actually critique about yourself? Or was this, packaged and given to you to feel bad about yourself by someone else, by a certain system, by isms, sexism, racism, these different things that are always packaged and given to us. Do you like you, right? Because if you like you and you're still, you know, you're consistently criticizing yourself, you've got, like we said, check in. You've got to ask yourself, is this even mine? right? Like, is that critic, does that voice even have anything to do with what you have going on with who you are? Because so often we're picking ourselves apart for something that doesn't even belong to us. So the unlearning has to take place, right? We have to unlearn that shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love what you said about, about, is this something, is this criticism that is actually yours or is it basically criticism that you've heard and and you're repeating to yourself and you've heard Mm -hmm. it so many times or you've heard it so convincingly that you just assume that it must be true. And, and you, you 
asked Jackie to ask the question of like, do I like myself? I mean, for some people, they actually really struggle to, yeah. to like themselves. And that goes back to, to my point of that self-love is unconditional and it's not synonymous with self-like. So if you think of someone who you love unconditionally, mm-hmm. maybe it's a friend, a family member, um, someone in your life, you can find that unconditional love for. Maybe it's even, it's a pet. Mm-hmm. Um, I love a my child. dog unconditionally. Mm-hmm a child, anybody, think about if you always like that being or like their decisions or like what they're doing. That doesn't mean, you know, if I don't like I either don't, of my kids right now, Katie. I don't like yeah, either of them. I mean, I, uh, I love them. I mean, love the hell out of them. You love them, right? I don't right? like either but of them right don't, now. You don't like that. You don't like the way that they're behaving. You don't like how they're walking through the world, but you love them unconditionally. Absolutely. And so many people will start, they'll start the self-talk conversation with the talk part. And I believe the talk part is like, that comes after, that's symptomatic. It's the self part that is, that is, at the root of where we start to shift to this more proactive, self-loving language. So to, to Jackie's point of like, how do I start to, how, how do I start to basically, you know, talk myself up? How do I start to speak positively to myself? It's actually not, it doesn't start with the words. Mm. It starts with the reframing of, okay, well, how can I, how do I practice self? How do I practice unconditional love with other people? even when I don't like them, how can I practice that sort of unconditional love with myself? Is there a, is there a piece of patience or forgiveness or something that comes into play that makes that love the unconditional love that it is, even when you don't necessarily like, for example, what the inner critic is saying, that inner critic has, has, has an MO. Like they have something that they want to accomplish. Your kids that you love unconditionally, but you don't like right now, like they have an agenda. They are doing the things that you don't like in order to get something. Yeah, it's my damn attention. For themselves. Let me tell you something, Katie. They've been getting this attention for an entire, we've been (sighs) stuck in the house for like a year. I get it. They need attention, Katie, but I don't know how much more attention I can give. But you know what? You're absolutely Right. Right. The, what that what they're doing is it's attention seeking behavior. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And so, what if what if that inner critic is actually that attention seeking child oh, inside snap. of you? That's like, all right, well, I'm gonna say all of this stuff. I'm gonna talk smack about you. I'm going to make you feel things that you don't want to feel. I'm gonna make you hurt so that you pay attention to me. What I actually want you to do is to take care of me on the inside. Mm. Guess Mm. what? There are other ways that you can teach yourself because you are you. All of your different voices inside you, all of the different everything, you are you are you are you. So you get to figure out another tactic to get attention. You get to say to that part of you, I get it. 
You want my attention. You've got my attention. Be a mentor to that inner critic that actually isn't maybe necessarily giving you criticism. Maybe it's giving you feedback. Mm. Maybe the feedback is you're not paying enough attention to me. Like you've got to take some time for us, for yourself. You're paying attention to everybody else. You're not paying attention to me. That's the feedback that you can be proactive with. And so you get to be a mentor to that part of you that wants something that you're like, actually, no, that's not how we do things here. You know what? I think you just hit the nail on the head. Yes, I think you hit the nail on the head because I think about um, when we're talking about radical self-love and, you know, unconditional self-love, I think these are so important. Like we kept coming back to that. One of the things I will be completely vulnerable and transparent about is that at my worst, what did I do? I picked other people apart, right? So Mm -hmm. if my inner critic is in there picking me apart, or if Jackie's inner critic is picking her apart, when when we pick people apart, when we're noticing what other people are doing wrong, or we're like, I wouldn't do that, or they wouldn't do that, so often we are seeing something in them that we don't like about ourselves or something like that. So if our inner critic is being really loud and being like, you're absolutely right. I really think that if we could see it as, I mean, you hit the nail on the head with my kids, right? My kids are clearly wilding the hell out right now and I love them, but you're right. They're seeking something. They are absolutely seeking something. And if I can recognize what they're seeking, I can create different habits, different tactics, different ways to navigate the situation and to help them get what they want without doing Mm -hmm. the things that they're doing. So if we can do that and if we can help our kids and mold people in our lives to, to show up in a different way, we absolutely can do that for ourselves. So what I'm, what I'm hearing, and maybe this will help Jackie is Jackie, like our inner critic wants our attention and it's, it, it's there not because it wants to pick us apart and eat us alive with nothing but like awful things. It's actually trying to get us somewhere. It's probably trying to get us where we actually want to be. And it thinks that this is the way to do it. And we have to teach it. Hey, I want to get there too, but this ain't it. And we're the only person who can kind of recalibrate that voice, right? So yeah, I know what you're mm-hmm. trying to do, inner critic. And maybe name your inner critic. I did an exercise once where I had to name my inner critic. And I'll tell you about that later at a different time, friends. But maybe name that inner critic. Because honestly, the inner critic wants you to get to where you want to get to. It's just got a really kind of nasty tactic yeah. of, of trying to, you know, motivate you. Yeah. And I, I would recommend to anyone, because I, I definitely like it's been written about a lot and it's been suggested a lot about naming your inner critic a lot of times. And Danielle, it's 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 always so interesting to me yep. because I've been doing this work with self-talk and had like pretty much a very consistent view on self-talk for a very long time. But like you have a podcast. I'm sure you get pitched by PR people a lot or to do partnerships. Mm-hmm. And I always like kind of chuckle to myself when I get 
pitched about like, I don't know, someone who talks about, you know, we're, we're all about, about crushing like your inner bitch. And I'm like, whoa, um, (laughs) well, so we've, we've got a lot, we've got a, a lot to break down here. Um, but I, I believe that if we are naming our inner critic something that we can't have empathy and compassion for, then there is no way or, that we are ever going to find that, that point of compromise. That, there's mm. no way we're ever going to be able to be a mentor to that person because we're always, we're always going to be looking down on that part of ourselves as something that's bad or needs to be tucked away. Like it just... Instead of pouring love into it. Shame. Exactly. So, like, you know, Jackie, I would suggest. Look at you teaching me shit, Katie. Thank you. (laughs) Because I am so mean to my inner critic. I'm like, no, Karen. No, thank you. But you're right. I got to change the name of my inner critic because I need to pour love into my inner critic instead of, like, thinking we're on completely opposing teams. We're actually on the same team is what I'm hearing. Yeah, you're on the same freaking team. Oh, my goodness. I would suggest... Like Jackie, your your inner critic. Like you said, okay, stop being so critical. I want to not listen to my inner critic and be more of a cheerleader. Okay, cool. Like, so what does your inner critic want to accomplish? And and where has that maybe shown up in points of your life before? Like, when did this inner critic arise? So, like, maybe your inner critic's name is like Young Jackie. I was gonna say Little Jackie. Maybe it's Little Jackie. Yep. Yeah. But like yeah. we got just to be LJ. clear, we're gonna we're gonna name it L I L with like a little apostrophe, Jackie, because like little Jackie, we're gonna be right. like, hey, little Jackie, because oh. little just seems like a lot. Of so we're be like, hey, little Jackie, I understand you're having a problem today, and you decided oh. to pick yourself apart, but today I'm showing little Jackie love, right? I'm gonna and we know that little Jackie. Jackie, yeah, little Jackie is like it's too many consonants, it's too much. Um, so little Jackie, Jackie, like just rolls she, off the tongue, wants, Katie. What does she want? Lil Jackie wants safety. Lil Jackie wants attention. Lil Jackie wants whatever she wants. How wonderful that you get to be that person now that gives your younger self what what she needed, what that person needed. Come on, Big Jackie. Big Jackie is about to pour all the love into Lil Jackie. She is going to radically Mm -hmm. self-love Lil Jackie. Listen, Big Danielle is going to actually change her inner critic's name. And we are going to name her Lil Danielle <laughs> because clearly she needs mm-hmm. some love too. But wow. Okay. This has been such a beautiful conversation. I appreciate you so much. What I do want to say is to Jackie, wow. Um, thank you for your question because clearly we all have uh, that inner critic. And it's so, you know, it's so universal. All of us go through this on the daily. So thank you so much, Jackie. Um, Katie. Thank you hmm. for the recommendation of loving that inner critic, right? Because we got to think about that. When we think about picking, you know who picks them, you know who we pick apart? When we're miserable, we pick people apart. When we're sad, we pick people apart all these mm-hmm. times. So like we have to pour love into ourselves. And absolutely, if our inner critic is doing all this negativity inside of us, it's because it's looking for love. Literally, it has yep. to be. Because we only pick ourselves apart and pick people apart when we need something. We're waving and screaming when we're in need of something. It's like, hello, little Jackie needs Maslow's hierarchy of needs. <laughs> Safety, mm-hmm. food, love. 100%. That's what it is. 
Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Katie. we we think that we can like jump to the self-actualization part. No, there's there's still parts of us that are unfulfilled in the other aspects. And once we start to mentor yeah. that inner part of us, then the cheerleader, the proactive, positive self-talk, you start to make space for that. And if that still feels hard, just to end this, like with a really, really easy takeaway for Come Jackie, on, like Katie, okay, she's like, okay, I, I know the part, I know the parts, I know what she wants, little Jackie. I've made, I've made peace with her. She mm-hmm. knows the path that we're on, but for some reason, I still like can't say nice things to myself. Then don't start with yourself. Start with other people because the language that we speak on the inside, just like you said, Danielle, mirrors the language that we speak on the outside, and vice versa. So if it feels really hard to start by celebrating your wins, make it a practice to celebrate other people's wins. If it feels hard to compliment yourself, start by complimenting other people. Start to train your brain to literally think of those phrases and then say them out loud because sometimes that can feel really hard for us or awkward or like, oh, am I being too affectionate or am I like, I don't know, all of the self-talk that comes around that. So training yourself to start to, people always say, well, talk to yourself like you would talk to a best friend. Are you talking to your best friend in that way? Yeah, seriously. And are you talking to your best friend that way on a regular basis, not just on their birthday or a special occasion? So start doing that. And I promise you, I am yet to hear of someone who this has not happened to. I promise that you will start to get those more unconditionally self-loving words into your internal vocabulary. Oh my God, I love it. Pro tip also, as we wrap, pro tip, when you compliment someone else, take a second and also think about something that you like about yourself. I know it's hard. You don't have to say it out loud, nothing. I but here's your that. Here's your pro tip. Every time, even if you're walking down the street and you see a stranger, my daughters do this all day long. I like your hat. I like your shirt. I like your dog. I like your baby. Like kids will like anything. They literally scream it out all day long. I like your baby. I like this. I like that. (laughs) When you're doing that and you're showing that much love to other people, pro tip, you don't have to say it out loud. You don't have to do anything but think it. I also like this about myself. And if it it could be the same thing all day long, every day for weeks and weeks. But as you continue to do it, like you said, it's going to become a habit. Habit stacking is a real thing. So when you say, I love that to someone else, mm. try to remind yourself one thing that you also love about yourself, even if it's just in that moment. I love that I'm taking a walk right now. It doesn't even have to be anything yeah. about like your characteristics, who you are. I love that I'm taking a walk like right now. I love that I went to bed on time last night. Start to love on yourself, period. Little Jackie, I love that I just gave Jackie. that person a compliment. Yes, there you go. Simple as that. I love that I just remembered to give someone a compliment. I love that I just remembered to smile at someone. We are going to start habit stacking and we are going to change who we are from the outside all the way back in to the inside because the little versions of ourselves that live inside need that love too. Katie, you're amazing. Thank you so much. You are amazing. I had the best time. Thank you so much. Wow, 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 wow. I know. You know what's crazy, helpers, is that so often we, in the microphones, we cut them off and I am just sitting here 
rambling with our experts, rambling with our guests because they're so empowering and motivating and come on, we're trying to all get rid of self negative self-talk, right? So a couple of things that I definitely took away from this conversation with Katie. First of all, Katie is fantastic. Love her. More importantly though, when we think about our inner critic, here's some full transparency for you. I have been in an accountability group. That's a mouthful. I have been in an accountability Okay, let's try it again. I have been in an accountability group. You try saying it 10 times fast, okay? It's difficult. I have been in an accountability group. There we go. All right. You know what, Emma? Don't even edit it out because it was a mouthful to say, okay? You try it. I have been in an accountability group. There we go. And um, one of the things that we actually had to do in this group was give a name to our inner critic. And I got to be really honest with you. I thought to myself, okay, when I hear that voice in my head, where's it coming from? Why? What is it talking about? And every single thing that I realized (laughs) was that my inner critic was a white woman. Not to be confused with a woman who is white or as we call them here on Help a Human Out, peach people, okay? I was living in a world and trying to live up to something I could never live up to. I'm never going to be a woman who's white or a white woman. And it wasn't even something that I wanted to be. But when society is telling you that you're not good enough or you need to look a certain way, sound a certain way, show up in the world a certain way, that inner critic will take that on and start to tell you, hey, black girl, mm-mm, straighten that hair. Hey, black girl, you are too loud. Hey, black girl, mm-mm, this ain't for you. Nope. Hey, black girl, you know those curves? You gotta be skinnier. My inner critic was um, Karen. I gave her a name because, well, <laughs> you know why I gave her a name. Her name was Karen. And then good old Katie Horwich came on the podcast and helped me see that even our critic deserves compassion. I know, I know. It definitely sounds a lot easier than it is to do, but I think Katie's right. I think when we name our inner critic, we have to name our inner critic, not something like Karen or Satan or monster or anything like that, because it is impossible to show love to that. And truly, like Katie said, if our inner critic is screaming for attention, it clearly needs something. And I think what it comes down to is it needs love. So just like we talked about with Jackie and maybe naming Jackie's inner critic as Lil Jackie, right? L-I-L. Karen has now got to go. She's got to go because, one, I can't show Karen love. I know that. Every time I think of her in my head, I literally say things like, shut the hell up, Karen. I don't want to hear this, Karen. No, I don't care, you know? And the truth of the matter is, Little, excuse me, Lil, Lil Danielle needed love, right? Lil Danielle needed to love herself so much that she didn't straighten her hair or wasn't quiet in situations. She got to, she should have been able to show up in all those spaces the way she deserved, right? Loud as hell, always, (laughs) always. But because of societal views and things like that, Karen evolved in my head and started picking me apart when... It's not Karen's fault, right? 
it's society's fault. It's all these different things, and we have to unlearn these things. So shout out, first and foremost, to Jackie for having this kick-ass question. Huge shout out to Katie, a peach lady who is doing the work, clearly. We see you, and we feel you, and we appreciate you. And also, uh, Lil Danielle, shout out to her, because occasionally she pops back up on me, and she needs some love, and I failed to show her the love and instead made her a monster and called her a name that she didn't even deserve. So I think that the takeaway for us, at least for sure for for me, is even our inner critic deserves compassion and love. And I know it's hard, but it's worth it, right? It's worth it. And maybe if we approach our inner critic with love, our inner critic might turn into our friend, our supporter, our confidant, all of these things that we deserve anyway, right? So we'll, we'll shift together because I know it's going to be easier said than done. And occasionally I'm going to slip up and still call my inner critic Karen. And then I'm going to have to tell myself, hey, we're moving away from this. We're growing, we're learning. And what do we say around here on Help a Human Out when we know better, we do better. I know that's right, Emma. Emma's in the background. You can't hear her, but I saw her. (laughs) Yes, when we know better, we do better. That is the point. I want to thank Katie so much. Katie, you were fantastic. Girl, you know we're going to stay connected. I appreciate you. Her website and Insta are tagged in our show's description. So go give her some love. Love all the way up on her and her inner critic, probably named Lil Katie. All right, so show all the love. And of course, thank you, thank you, thank you again to Jackie. So much, so much. Thank you, Jackie, because here's the truth. Without questions like this, without vulnerability like this and transparency like this, we got nothing. We can't do this without you. So thank you. If you have a question you would like us to answer, send a voice memo to haho podcast at gmail.com. That's H-A-H-O podcast at gmail.com. Or you can DM us. Yep, slide right in the DMs on Instagram at haho podcast. I am your host, Miss Danielle. I got a little inner critic in me too, but her name is Lil Danielle these days. Our executive producer is Emma Martins. Help a Human Out is produced by Red Rock Music and is powered by Acast. We'll see you next time. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm-hmm. 